0: Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love, and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through the day. Now, here's your host, Neda Hogan. Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy healing, faith, and hope, a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. I am your host, Nada Hogan, and today I have the great honor and privilege to be with a dear soul, Andrea Nardoza, and I know that you are going to love her as much as I do. So, Andrea, if you could do me a favor and if you could give just a brief introduction of you and what it is that you do, and then we're gonna start this great conversation on how you got to where you are right now.
1: Well, thank you so much, Nada. You are such a, a bright soul in my life, and I'm so grateful to be with you today. I I am a coach. I started this about two and a half years ago, and I do a lot of relationship work. I help people with better communication and how to communicate and relate to one another in positive ways so that they can have better relationships with each other and better relationships with themselves, because that's the most important relationship there is. Mm. So um, that's where I'm at. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So, Andrea, you are a life mastery consultant and also a dream builder coach, correct? Yes. Yes. And you got into that two and a half years ago. And that's where I met you was through the life mastery consulting and dream builder coaching. And so I love that we are absolutely like minded, coming from the same mindset. And it's interesting because you came into coaching. After you suffered a tremendous loss when your husband passed away, would you be willing to share with us a little bit that journey of what happened with your husband, Giovanni?
1: Well, sure. My husband and I, we were actually only married for 385 days. Mm, (laughs) Together for two years, but he had contracted cancer and it was uh, cancer of the tongue, which was... Very interesting to me because he was a vocal coach mm-hmm. and it's my opinion that we put our pain where it will hurt us the most and it just you know he didn't smoke he didn't drink he didn't have any of any of the, the reasons why people get that kind of a cancer none of them applied to him so you know it was it was quite a journey And, you know, he was absolute love of my life. Yeah. And um, when I lost him, it was the most devastating thing that I could have imagined. And Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll add to that a little bit more a little bit later, but I literally had to learn to breathe again. Yeah. And I remember there was a time when... I was laying on my bed and I had the the most intense feeling of wanting to be with him and hold him and touch him and talk to him. And it it was it was the most overwhelming feeling I had ever felt. And as quickly as it came, and it lasted for about maybe 10 or 15 minutes of this intense wanting, and then came this, this sudden wave of peace. And the next morning, I woke up and and said, well, I'm still breathing. You know, God still wants me here for some reason. Right. And that's when I started to live again. I have always been the person that could see the best in other people and see their true potential. I've been coaching pretty much since I've been nine years old. Yeah. Um, My dad, you know, was a smoker. And I was able to help him stop smoking at at age nine. Wow. My first boyfriend, you know, didn't have any intention to go to college, just didn't think enough of himself. You know, I saw his potential and I urged him to to go to college and become, you know, something. And, uh, you know, to this day, I still see his dad every once in a while. And he's like, you know, thank God you because it, you were the reason that he became the person that he is today mm. so so you know after my husband died we owned a music store together which was his dream and I'm not a musician um, but I certainly was there to support him in his dream and I used to coach people over the counter you well know? <laughs> their, yeah. their kids were taking lessons I was helping people wow with what issue they had so um i was out one night with a friend he was having trouble with a woman or whatever and i helped him see things a little differently and he said you know you should really do this for a living and i i went home and i slept on that and the next morning i woke up i was standing next to my bed and neda it was the craziest thing i heard the words you need to get in front of Mary Marcy.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And I hadn't had that much contact with Mary at that point. You know, I was I was watching Bob Proctor and Wayne Dyer and all these people, very little contact with Mary. So I really took notice that I heard those words because like I said, it wasn't a name that was in the forefront of my mind. Right. I took action right away. I contacted Mary's organization and I got a phone call the next morning and you know, all they had to do was say, you know, do you want to do it? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I I wanted to give structure to what I was already doing.
0: Right. Right. Here we are. Yeah, yep, I love it. So Andrea, you heard this voice that said you need to get in front of Mary Morrissey and you made that phone call. You got the call back and the rest is history. You went through the training, you became a, a, a Dream Builder coach, you became a Life Mastery consultant. And the question I wanna ask you is, actually I have a few questions for you. But this question is, how long after Giovanni passed away, did you hear that message, you need to get in front of Mary
1: Morrissey? About six or eight months.
0: Okay. It wasn't that long after after he passed away. And I want to circle back to, um, I love this name, Giovanni. I just love that name. <laughs> and I want to circle back to, because you said something that's so interesting, I didn't catch the exact phrase that you said it but that the pain or the disease will show up where it hurts you the most because he was a vocal did
1: you say a vocal coach? Vocal coach, yes. And he had cancer of the top. So why do you think what is your thinking behind that? Well, he was in this you know, cancer is an emotional disease, right? Right. And he was so guilty and punishing himself for for you know, he was divorced um previously and he was estranged from his children he had a very very difficult relationship with his mother Mm. um i feel like he blamed himself for all of that wow and tremendous guilt and you know when we hold those emotions they make us sick
0: absolutely
1: so and like i said there was no outside reason for him to have that particular kind of cancer so isn't it very strange that, you know, a man that loved to eat and loved to sing, that was his profession. Right. And he had cancer of the tongue. Right. It just to me that's not coincidence.
0: Right. So Andrea, knowing that because you already were doing coaching, you just didn't have the the structure and the title behind your name. You had been coaching since you were nine years old. And I would assume then that you were also coaching with Giovanni when all of this was happening. And was he open to the type? Because I think that the things that we coach on and the way that we view life is very different than how the majority of the world views life. If people were to hear that cancer is going to hit you where it's going to hurt you the most, and I think some people would say, what, that doesn't make any sense. Cancer is just gonna affect any part of the body. and It doesn't happen like that. And I am 100% in agreement with you. I do believe that cancer, it will talk to you in the plate or any disease. It's going to talk to you in the place where it's going to get your attention. Oh, right. So was Giovanni, was he open to hearing that or open to understanding that carrying this guilt and carrying the pain and letting people down, all of that, like shame emotions, low vibration emotions, was he open to that or no?
1: Well, what happened was we went to a, um, an allopathic doctor originally and he, t- he scared my husband so badly that I think, you know, he was closed to healing at all, you know?
0: Oh man.
1: He did not want to be cut in any way. And um, so I, you know, I took him to Mexico for alternative treatment and they said that he could heal. You know, we talked to tons of people that have healed from stage four cancers yeah, I took him to people that I, I even took him to John of God. Um, you know, wow, you did. You took
0: him to John of God.
1: Well, we didn't go to Brazil, but John of God did um, do distance healing for him.
0: Wow! I wow. When I we have to have a whole conversation just on that. So you're coming back, right? So we can just talk just about that. That's wild.
1: I pretty much stood on my head and spit wooden nickels. But, you know, there's a personal journey for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah. And his journey was one person down at the, at the, um, at the clinic, she was, she was just an angel on earth. And she, she said to me, you know, Andrea, sometimes we don't heal in this lifetime. Sometimes we need to do it on the other side. Wow. And you could just see that he didn't believe all the people that said he could heal. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to some other people who are alive today that were at that clinic with stage four cancers and yeah. their outlook was completely different. And the way they thought about the cancer was completely different. And the way they thought about right. the treatments was in a, in a healing way. You know, they were grateful for, for those treatments, whereas my husband was just in fear and doubt constantly. And it didn't matter what we did. It has to come from the person that wants to heal.
0: Right. Do you think that the fear and doubt about really being able for Giovanni to be able to heal himself, do you think that was just, you know how sometimes we just have such a deep-seated belief about something and that's just how it is. I just, you know, either the doctors are going to cure me or... I just know in my head, if I got cancer, nothing, that's just the end of the road for me. Do you think it was just so deep seated in him? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. How hard was that for you? Because I I would imagine there has to be a, a part of you because you think so completely opposite of that and you want so much for him to embrace life and embrace this possibility of you can beat this. So many other people have beat this and you can too. So how was that for you? to go through that because I would imagine there has to be a place. And I know you said the woman had said to you that sometimes we don't heal in this lifetime. We have to do it on the other side. But I would think as a wife and being madly in love with this man that, that we hang on so tightly yet at the whole, the same time you have to be able to let go and God, what a hard position to be in Andrea.
1: It was certainly not any fun.
0: Oh man.
1: A lot of frustration, a lot of frustration. But you know, if there was one thing that I did learn, through all of that was that we all have our own journey and and to accept that, you know, I I absolutely could not accept him dying. Even, even when he took his last breath, I waited for a good Mm -hmm. long time for him to just all of a sudden pop back up and say, okay, I'm ready to heal. Um, you know, it was a really hard thing for me to accept, especially seeing so many people being healed. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really difficult. And it's been a journey for me to forgive myself for not accepting his journey. Um, You know, I, I feel like maybe if I had it all to do over again, I would have not pushed him so hard to get well, and maybe just honored the journey in his dying. Yeah. Wow. But that's not the way it was. So. Right. It's it's a hard thing, you know, when you yeah. love somebody so much, all you want is for them to be well. So. Yeah.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's it's been it's been quite a journey for me. Um accepting everything and weaving it into my life going forward.
0: Yeah absolutely and and I would imagine going through this and all of the self-discovery, you know just being able to realize that as I look back on it now and knowing that this is your journey to be able to um, forgive yourself and allow that part of you that hung on and pushed and wanted it so badly and at the same time to allow that to heal inside of you because it was his journey. But I so get that because it is your journey, but I'm your wife and I'm with you and I don't want you to go anywhere. And man, the struggle, the internal struggle that must go on with that. I just can't imagine what that would be like. And how you have come out on the other side of it? Because I didn't know you then when you were with um, Giovanni. I I knew you afterwards when you became right. a coach, and I never would have guessed because you just you are solid. You have a heart of gold. You are the most giving person. You are always cheerful and willing to jump in and help and offer support and offer words of wisdom. I would never have guessed you you ever went through anything like this. There is no remnants that that the world can see anyways. And it's interesting to me too, because you're coaching, if I'm not wrong, you kind of specialize in relationships now. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about that and have you been in the process or have you witnessed just the way you coach and the things that you teach? Have you been able to be like the product of saving a marriage? Has that happened?
1: That has, um, twice now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I've taken on initially the men have come to me, okay, and then through the process, their their wives end up coming to me as well. It never started as a couple therapy. The the ones that started as couple therapies oh. don't ever finish. But when one oh. person or the other comes, it it seems to be so much better, and. You know, I get them to just become a person of increase, right? And to see good in their partner. Um, yeah. Just look at the good for now. You know, we'll, we'll worry about all the stuff that doesn't work later. Just find the good right. in your partner. Think about the things that you don't like differently. And, you know, we work on those those things individually and how they can see them different. You know, and can you that person for all their faults, all their warts, and all the goodness that they bring? You know, can you love that whole person? And the answer so far has always been yes.
0: Yeah. Wow. You know what I find fascinating is that you went through this, I'm going to call it a tragedy with Giovanni in your relationship. And it's the men that come to you first. I just find that so interesting that the men come to you first.
1: I agree with you, it, it, and I don't have it quite figured out, but it is very interesting. Yes,
0: I think it's just the way the universe works. I think there's just right there's there's just something there, and then it always makes me wonder too. Is so when we go through that thing that's so painful and hurts so much, and we hold on so tightly, and it turns out a way that we don't want it to turn out. And the gift and the beauty, the blessing in that is that now I am able to help and share in hundreds and thousands of people's lives. And it comes from that male energy to start with. And then the female comes in. And I just find that fascinating. It's just such a full circle, it feels like to me, that I think that's just a beautiful, a beautiful thing.
1: Absolutely. And I thank my husband every day yeah or allowing this life to be you know yeah um you know Mary marcy says all the time the content of our life is the curriculum for our evolution right i know that to be true yeah because i've always said it doesn't matter what happens in your life it matters what you do with it absolutely and i remember you know having a discussion with my dad we were in the car driving around and I said, you know, I could decide to become crazy cat lady and a recluse, you know, or, or I could yeah. decide to have a full life. You know, I, I had those, those, those cognitive thoughts, even in, in the deepest of grief. Yeah. But, you know, there, there was another thing that happened to me. I hope this doesn't touch something too deep in you it was not long it was about a year and a half maybe two years after my husband died and i thought that that was the worst pain that i could possibly feel and god does work in in strange ways um because he made it very clear to me that that wasn't the greatest pain i could feel Mm. there was four minutes in my life where i thought my own son had died And it was, it was the greatest gift that I could have had because I realized that there was a much greater pain than, than losing my husband. Yeah. Luckily, you know, by the grace of God, it wasn't my son. Okay. So, you know, but I did have that glimpse, like, yeah, Yeah. there's, there's more stuff out there. Yeah. Actually helped me to heal a little bit more.
0: Yeah. We heal in just in ways that we just can't expect. It's I just don't think that healing is a, a straight road. I think it's a windy path with loop de loops and roller coasters and ups and downs and waves and every emotion imaginable. So what happened for those four minutes, Andrea? Was it somebody somebody else, a younger person who who was killed and somehow you thought that was your son? Is that what happened?
1: Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately okay. he was his best friend oh okay. Who also had the same name and it was just this very surreal experience sure. that i thought it was my son
0: right wow
1: and yeah and then there's there's the guilt of that relief you know i i and the blessing right that that i had the relief of knowing that my son was alive but then there was you know his best friend who was it you know i loved him too yeah he was gone so grief. Yeah. It's just really been a large part of my life. And you know, a year before my husband died, my best friend died. Mm. So, you know, it's been quite a road. Yeah. So what do you
0: think so after losing your best friend and then you lost your husband and and then you had this moment of thinking that you had lost your son, because sometimes I think it's hard to be able to say what the steps are. It's such a process, such an internal process that sometimes it's hard to be able to say, well, I I did this and then I did that. But is there anything that you could share with the listeners that you know for sure that this absolutely was part of my healing? Like I know for me, one of the things that there was just a, a voice in my head that would just say, if I I mean, I had many different voices, but one of them was, if I could just take one step today, if I can just get out of bed today, then I will have done something to honor Dara. And was there something like that? Was there something that you had that every day just helped to, to um, give you the strength behind you to take that step and to feel the world underneath your feet to support you? Did you have
1: something? There's a few things, but... You know, I did have, I had the gift of time before my husband died. Yeah. You know, I never believed he was going to die, but I did very often think about, and, and I remember, you know, it was so hard going through the dying process. Sometimes I thought I was going to lose my mind. And I'm yeah. to a very good friend of mine now and saying, just remind me that I'm going to be okay. Mm yeah when this is all over so you know i i have this inner strength that i depend on yeah to always be okay no matter what yeah but you know there was that voice that said you're still breathing yeah yeah something new and i know to listen to the voices
0: absolutely
1: you know so between that and just allowing myself to feel the feelings and letting all of that wash through me. And when it, yeah. whenever it rears its head, I allow it to,
0: to be. I think that it is so imperative. Because sometimes I think we want to get through that process and heal and feel better so quickly. And sometimes I think it's just we have to feel those feelings as we're going through them. I don't think we get to bypass it because it's going to show up later in our life and to be able to just be in that space. And you're blessed enough to have people that, whether they understand or don't understand, but can't support you in that space and giving you that space to be able to allow you to grieve and whatever that looks like for each individual person. Because I think it's so different for everybody. It's a, it's just a personal inward journey to come out on the other side of that and, and not burying that pain because then it just turns around and shows up as some disease in you after you just got done losing this person that you love. Then you end up with something because you're shoving down these emotions that the body naturally wants to try to process and heal from. I want to circle back for a second. Did you say that to your friend or did your friend say to you just remind me that I'm going to be okay? Who said who said that?
1: I said that to her.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> remind me.
0: God, that's beautiful. And how powerful is that? There is such power in that, just hearing that now. And I'm not going through any grieving right now. And it's just, God, those are just diamond words. And they are the most simple words I think I've ever heard. But there is so much power in that. Remind me that I am going to be okay. Yeah. God, that's beautiful, Andrea. Yeah.
1: Because I'll tell you what, when he died, it didn't feel like anything was going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you that there are moments, you know, going to my son's graduation this week, I was having all of these these feelings. And a friend of mine that I had just met said, like all the things that I was citing as the reasons why I wasn't feeling quite right. Yeah. Like that's BS. Ah. And I finally, like he gave me the space to figure out I just really miss my husband and I wish he was with me, you know, like you just don't even know when it's going to, to show up or Mm. how it's going to show up. And, And it's not always easy to recognize it. Yeah. But hopefully you're thinking, you're, you know, you're noticing your feelings and maybe you have some angels in your life that can help you process them. But grief is not like you said it's not linear by any stretch of the imagination yeah and, yeah and to me it's something that you weave in every day to the cloth of your of your life yeah it's not something you get past it's not something that you get over it's something yeah. that you integrate into your life and move along with
0: yeah yeah Yeah, I remember because I would hear that sometimes and I mean, because we would do some things where there were other parents who had, like, a, you know, like a support group kind of thing. And sometimes parents would say, you know, I just want to get this over with. I want to get past this and just move on. And I thought, God, that never crossed my mind to get over it. I just, I want to find a way to live with it. I want to find a way to walk side by side with this every day. Because for me, just to say get over it always felt, and this is personal because it's a personal journey for everybody. But it always felt to me to say, I just want to get over it means, I just want you out of my mind. And I never wanted that. I just wanted it to be where I could think about my daughter and not break down and sob and take days to be able to regain and recover from that. I just wanted it to be a where I could think of her and a smile would come to my face long before any tears would fill my eyes. And I've reached that. And granted, it's 11 years. I mean, that's, it's been a process. It's been 11 years. And I know for you, Andrea, it's only... Is it five years is that right?
1: Not quite five yeah,
0: not quite, yeah, so still right, so f- like four and a half, right, or just four and a few months, so that's still very new, and god, you're just phenomenal how you are, oh, yeah, I mean, because just the love and the care and compassion you have for everybody else, um, while I know you are still healing from this and and life is still happening with you through you around you and speaking of life happening through you it's so it's four and a half years is dating on the horizon is that something that you're looking at that you've been doing where do you stand where do you stand on that yeah
1: and and that was something that was so important to my husband ah he'd be watching tv and he'd see these match commercials and he'd say i want you to find somebody that will love you oh. and i would just flat out say, just get better. Like I I'd never even thought anything like that because my whole existence was on him. Yeah. But I remember him saying that, like, I just want you to find somebody to love you. I don't want you to be alone. Yeah. Wow. So, so that makes it a little bit easier for me. But at the same time, there's that fear, right? That, I might love somebody and they'll leave again or there's there's a lot of crazy things that go on. Um, But, you know, I thought I was ready to start dating a a while back and I was very wrong. (laughs) Um, But but I didn't know that at the time. And you know what? It was the funniest thing, Nita, because I found men that were the neediest men on Earth.
0: Oh, no. (laughs)
1: but that was my vibration right like I, yeah, my yeah. husband 24/7 365 yeah. so i uh, to take care of you know i had all this love and no place for it to go right so of course none of those relationships worked out nor should they have yep. they were part of my healing and they weren't really right. they were not like love relationships they were more like i said of caretaking right but you know like i did find a man that i i did fall in love with and it was quite Mm. a surprise to me yeah and it's it's now just a the best of friendship will never be my life partner or anything like that but we have this kind of platonic marriage right we take care of each other but it's not. Um, a full relationship. And it's not, it's a friendship. It's not a a romantic relationship.
0: Right. Like a platonic relationship, right? A platonic friendship? Yes. Yeah. It's fascinating, Andrea. Oh my gosh, right? So the vibration, you're in this vibration, this low vibration, this I the caretaker, and that's exactly what gets magnetized to you is these needy men. And even though it's a Pain in the neck when you're going through that, but the beauty of that too is, don't you think that that was the mirror that showed you and helped you with your own healing? Oh,
1: no question.
0: Wow. Wow. The first
1: man that I came across after my husband died had such abandonment issues, and it was Nada. I mm. it was just maybe two weeks ago that I realized, oh my goodness, <laughs> that was a mirror for me. You know, my husband abandoned me. My best friend abandoned me. You know, right? And such healing in that, yeah. Because you know, as soon as it rises up, that's the moment that you can you can begin to heal it. But it yeah. took me four and a half years to figure that out.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! And it's okay, right? Because I think some people go through their whole life and they never get it figured out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So four and a half years is, and it's so funny how that healing can show up. And that's what I just, I hope all the listeners understand is that healing shows up in the craziest of ways in ways you can never understand. And sometimes it shows up as more pain and we're thinking, what the hell is going on? And why does this keep happening to me? And the whole entire time, it's just a mirror right in front of your face, but we can't see it. And so we get to keep Reliving it or having more experiences of that, so we can finally see it, and just like then the bells go out, like, oh, oh my gosh, no kidding, it's because of me and my vibration where I'm at. But in that, we get that healing, and it's just beautiful. I just, God, I love that. I love that. That's just beautiful, Andrea. Wow.
1: And to recognize that, you know, it takes a lot of, of inner reflection, right? Yeah. So that, that's the one thing that, that I would recommend to everyone is to just take the time to look inside and, and feel the feelings and, and honor everything that you feel and honor the love that, that you had with those people that you've lost.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Beautiful, Andrea. Beautiful. So, sweetheart, as we bring this in for a little bit of a landing, you're going to come back because we have more stuff to talk about. But if we, as we bring this episode in for a landing, can you let us know what you're doing, what you're up to right now, and any events that you have coming up? And if you can let us know how to contact you, And I just want to remind all of the listeners, don't worry about writing down Andrea's information. It will be on the show notes. You will have direct access right to her. But please let us know where you're at and what you got coming up here in the future. You're a beautiful woman and you're just, you're a wise soul and yeah, you you are, you're just a beautiful woman.
1: Well, um, May 25th, I'm having a relationship workshop. And, And that could be a relationship with, co-workers, family, uh, a significant other, it doesn't matter. It, it's really all the same. It's its just, just the circumstances around it are a little different. Yeah. So the relationship workshop is going to be May 25th. The big thing is in October, the last weekend in October, the 25th, 26th, and 27th, uh, Howard Caesar and I will be hosting meditation weekend, where he'll be teaching, I believe it's seven different techniques in meditation. And he'll be speaking on his book, Uh, One Plus One is One. And I will be uh, teaching on empowerment and and self-love. Like I said, that'll be at the Molly Pitcher Inn in New Jersey on October 25th, 26th, and 27th.
0: Wow. That's awesome. Can you let the audience know, so if there's people who don't know who Howard Caesar is, could you let people know just a little bit about him and what he does?
1: He is the most magnificent soul. He is a retired minister from the Unity Church in Houston, which is a corporate ministry of over 2,000 people. Wow. has dinner with the dalai lama
0: oh that's all huh just dinner with the dalai lama
1: (laughs) he has spent a lot of time with the dalai lama um you know his his friends are people like michael beckwith and mary morrissey and wayne dyer at when he was alive so the man is a big deal but besides any of that to be in his presence you just feel the light and the energy, and you know that you are loved. And, and he makes you feel like you can do anything. Truly, mm. I, don't, I don't know if you've um, ever been in the presence of Louise Hay. She was like that as well. Yeah. But yeah. He, he is just a magnificent human being.
0: Wow. That is fabulous. Look at you, girl. How awesome is that?
1: I'm very, very excited to to have that.
0: (laughs) You're out there rocking the self-empowerment world. I love it, Andrea. That is so cool. And I promise to all the listeners, the information will be on the website. And even the May 25th, even though I know it's just like time is flying, but the May 25th workshop will have that information on the website also if, if anybody happens to be in the New Jersey area, because I'm assuming that's also in New Jersey, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. So we'll have that information on the website. So Andrea, we're going to wrap this one up tonight. And I know that you're going to be back on here with me because this is just entirely too much fun and fun in the sense that there's always growth and wisdom and and life in there. And yeah, and you're just totally cool. And I just love you. So we're going to do this again. Um, can you let the listeners know the easiest way to contact you? And again, I remind everybody it will be in the show notes, so no worry about that. But can you can you tell us how to get in contact with you?
1: Certainly. My website is inspiredlifemastery.com. And you can reach me there. You can reach me on Facebook, Inspired Life Mastery. And you can reach me on my cell phone at 732-300. 8895 And my email is Andrea at inspiredlifemastery.com.
0: Awesome. Or just contact Howard Caesar and say, "Hey, how do I get a hold of your co-host?" <laughs> That's fantastic. That's fantastic. All right, Andrea. Well, thank you so very much. I just adore you. Um, I'm blessed to have you in my life. I'm blessed to call you my friend. There's so much of this I knew nothing about, and I have so many more questions for you. So we're going to do this again, and we're going to ask more deep questions and get to know a little bit more about you and the healing process and how you got to where you are and and living such a beautiful, wonderful life. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here with us. Well, I
1: am so grateful for you, Nada. You know, the minute we met, we bonded and you are just so inspiring to me. And I am i couldn't be more grateful that you thought enough of me to to have me here today. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, absolutely. My honor, my privilege. Yes. And I love and adore you. And yep, we definitely had a bond yeah. from from the, the first time we saw one another. It was like, love it. Yes, first sight. absolutely. <laughs> yes all right Andrea well thank you again for being here and for all of the listeners thank you so much for being here with us this week and just a reminder we will be back next week again all of Andrea's information will be on the show notes so until next week enjoy a beautiful rest of this week God love you and we will talk to you soon bye bye thank you for spending time with us today Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information that you can use right away. If you like what you've heard here, please subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to rate and review right there on iTunes, Stitcher,
1: or however you get your podcasts. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.